Coming all the way from Canada. You done traveling all the world. Bring to you right here this rap. Live from T Dot. From the 416. You know how we do. Up north. You know how we do up north. Up late, all night, working in the studio. Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow. And welcome back, everyone, to The Evening Q. This is a podcast where we talk about shit that matters. That's right, shit that matters all the time. I must say, though, it has been a little while since uh, you've seen me. Um, My name is Misha Peterzak. I'm filling in for Miles Wolf, the host, uh, because we got a great guest on the show tonight. And his name, I actually know him personally. His name is? My name is Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> well, see, Jeff and I, we know each other. We know each other, actually. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Jeff, tell, um, if there's anyone who's listening to this, tell the people what you do. Who are you? What you do? You know? Yeah, I'm a single guy living in Toronto, downtown. And so far, so good. Been here since 2018. Um, mm. Did my undergrad at Western. Um, came out here originally for school. Um, and so far, I've really enjoyed my time in Toronto. So I foresee myself being here long term. And yeah, we'll see where things go. That's great. I like how you, I like how you lead with, I'm a single man. You know? <laughs> for, well, I know what the topic is for this conversation. So we'll take it that, to, that direction. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, um, I really wanted to get you on here uh, today. Um, like I said, I haven't had anyone on for a few weeks now since uh, our last guest, Jeremy Mayor Segan. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought you would be the perfect person for um, this topic tonight. And I told you what it was just before coming on here. Um, and it is basically dating and girls and modern in modern times, essentially. And I think you'd be the perfect person, right? So um, I guess uh, to start off, I mean, when do you remember your first date? Do you remember when you started dating, let's say? Yeah, um, I remember my first girlfriend. Um, I remember what I was like in high school where didn't really date much and didn't really talk to girls. In fact, I don't think I even knew what a girl was back in the day. <laughs> really? And so um, I actually grew and kind of developed my own personality and got to learn who I was at Western. Um, just moving away from home kind of helped build me into who I am today. Right. And um yeah i had met a girl at a party at western um it was purely just casual we didn't think anything would come from it and somehow we ended up in a relationship um after just talking for a couple months and um i think that's the way things way the sometimes the way things go and that's the way that uh the best things happen do uh is when you don't plan for it it's when you, um, it's spontaneous and not pre-planned. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I actually remember this girl you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Her name is, I'm not going to put it on the show here, but uh, yeah, she's someone that I brought around to, to you and I my remember. family group. And, uh, you know, uh, she was a great girl. Mm, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I mean, for me, it's kind of, this, kind of similar. I mean, I, I started kind of uh, having success with girls in university as well because like a lot of I think a lot of guys in high school you know weren't really our 
our true selves are like adult selves yet, right? We were kind of a little, a little um, scared and of failure, let's say, with girls and also just insecure, you know? Because I don't know if you remember. Do you remember like I used to have like major acne? Well, actually, I, I think my the peak of my acne was in is sometime in university, like early years. But I had you know pimples on my face and everything in high school, right? So I never had confidence, right? And uh, until about grade twelve, I think grade twelve. Do you do you remember grade twelve? It was kind of like yeah, I do. You know, I feel like everyone that was dating in high school, like ha- happy for them. Um, but mm-hmm. um, if we're gonna be completely honest here, like how many people? that dated in high school are still dating right now and that's what i was gonna say so it's good experience to date early i believe but uh ultimately you shouldn't take it too seriously and you should just have fun with it because uh see it for what it is yeah no exactly um sorry guys i just had to just finish my beer there that's what that sound was but uh yeah i was gonna say that in high school i remember you know, jealous of, of people that were dating in high school. But then I realized, actually, you know, honestly, after high school, you look at them a few years later and, uh, yeah, they're with, with, they were with other people. So now, you know, it kind of makes me feel better that, you know, it didn't really matter back then, I think. But uh, in university, that's where, you know, you really start taking off. And for me, I was a late bloomer, though. Like, for me, it was kind of fourth year when I started, um, you know, getting somewhere with girls. I mean, uh with you and your first girlfriend, you said it was what, uh, in first or second year, was it? I can't remember. It was in, yeah, just the end of first year. Okay, in the first year. Yeah, well, I remember I remember seeing her, and uh, yeah, she was nice and everything. And uh, I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I told you, but like at the time I was like, man, I got I to gotta step up my game here because Jeff's, Jeff's getting somewhere, and then other people, I saw other, uh, my other friends getting somewhere too, and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm going to be left behind here, you know? But... Um, um yeah i think it's important for everyone to realize though that it's okay to go at your own pace and you shouldn't dictate what you want based on what other people have um yeah oh okay well do you um know i guess now we're in the present do you know how many dates you've been on now can you have like a rough a rough estimate or what because in my mind you're like a kind of like a ladies man now you're a player you know <laughs> I couldn't give you a number and I wouldn't call myself a ladies man either but uh yeah I couldn't give you a number on that one okay yeah because I can I mean I know myself how many dates well not necessarily num- the number of dates but the number of girls I've had you know romantic relationships with you know um like uh and I, I don't know if you remember remember you know i went to france after university right and that's where that's where i really i really blossomed i really really did right i've kind of gone down a little uh see you're smiling right now because you know you know it's true um but yeah yeah for me it was um i think it's uh seven yeah seven is my number seven dates uh, or seven no seven 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 uh sexual relationships let's say okay um yeah but in terms of girlfriends, though, I've had, I've had two actually official ones. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about what about you? Like actual official? Is it like three, four, something like that? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I would say is like, uh, yeah, I've only had two serious relationships. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like a third one. It was like half in, half out. But mm. it, ultimately, you can have a hundred dates, or you could have five dates, but the end number of how many 
actual relationships you have it can still be a small quantity uh, regardless of how many dates that you've been on so just because you have been on more dates does not necessarily mean you're going to have more relationships yeah of course well i mean speaking of dates um i think you are probably one of the most successful people i know with um actually using the dating apps of today um and actually have finding success success on them, right? Because um, I've told you before, I think, you know, myself personally, the dating apps, you know, like Bumble, Inge, Tinder, all that stuff. Apparently, people get dates on them, right? Like you have, I think. Yeah, right? for sure. For yeah, sure. I mean, um, I have not have found any success, though. Do you have any advice for, your, advice for yours truly? Um, how to, I don't know, find any sort of success with these, you know? Like, how, how do you go about asking a girl out on one of these apps because i actually want to know to be honest yeah that's a great Mm -hmm. question um i'd first start by saying that it's so important to have just high quality pictures that's a baseline to have okay if you have high quality pictures and pictures of you doing various activities it could be like an outdoor activity it could be you just lounging or chilling it could be you doing a sport um just having you in various scenarios uh, to kind of show like the well-rounded person that you are, um, it's going to help you get dates. And I, I think one of the important things is you have to realize there's so many people on these apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super easy to, at least for the girl from our perspective, is that um, if you don't make something happen quickly, you'll just end up in the back burner and soon soon enough it's just like a lost opportunity so what i try and do is keep your texts with the girls as short as possible and concise um get to know each other make sure you're both comfortable in the scenario then pitch the date soon as possible um without Mm -hmm. without uh risking or losing any of that comfort comfortability that you're trying to build while you get to know each other so That's the advice that I would have um, for anyone using uh, the, the apps. And I think the biggest and most uh, crucial app of, of all of them is Hinge. Um, of course. <laughs> it's by far better than Tinder. It's by far better than Bumble. Oh, so? Um, because the ads on Tinder and Bumble, um, they constantly want you to reuse the app and open the app. So yeah, even though they are a dating app, they're they're trying to get you to open the app as many times as you can so okay. they can make money off their ad revenues and whatnot. But for mm-hmm. Hinge, um, their slogan is that designed to be deleted, right? I know. So, I've, I've heard that before. And you, you, you think like it, uh, it actually you know, springs relationships from that? Yeah, absolu- absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. My previous relationship was off Hinge and um, I've met a lot of high quality people off Hinge. So I would 100% recommend the app to anyone that's looking for a partner oh, okay interesting so like do you do you prefer i guess you prefer hinge over bumble and tinder yes right? yeah yeah i guess um i think i've heard that i've heard that before from other people but um i don't know maybe you can give me advice on on my problem that i have because my problem is yeah i really don't know how to start talking to the girls like i've had some matches on hinge before right mm-hmm. i you know it actually took me a long time to actually download the app yeah um 
because in this modern this modern dating, you know, which is basically online nowadays. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. I'm 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 a fan of like the traditional. I mean, I have to build up the confidence when I do it, but I'm a fan of the traditional way to you know approach girls. You know, in a bar or something when I'm when I'm drunk, she's a little drunk too, and then you know, because then it just takes the edge off. And personally, you know, I get a little I get a little confident when more confidence when I'm you know in a setting in a public setting and uh you know i'm uh not fully fully sober but not like piss drunk at the same time you know yeah um but i don't know do you do you still do or do you know of other guys that still kind of try and meet girls the traditional way like in 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 a in a public place or something or in a park or what yeah yeah for sure i think i'll touch on your first question first is mm-hmm. like how, how do you get more dates off apps and mm-hmm. it kind of go back to what i said earlier is get as high quality pictures as possible you want to make sure that you're coming from a position of where the other person already sees you in the best quality light that you can be in um Mm -hmm. if you're able to do that then it's think of it as when you see someone that you're very much attracted to uh on the other side then if they you know let's say they respond take a long time respond or um, they're really short and concise in their texts. You're more likely to give them a second opportunity just because you're more attracted to them, right? Okay. So same yeah. thing for you. If you can upgrade your pictures to as high quality as possible, you you give yourself a bigger margin for error to make mistakes while you're talking or you say something stupid and it, the girl's <laughs> still in it. Um, so give yourself the best possible chance by having the highest quality photos. Um, and what I would say to that, uh, you were asking about what's the first move when you message a girl. Yeah. Always message the girl something that has something to do with her profile. Um, the beauty about Hinge is she has to put down six pictures and three comments on prompts. Right. So talk about one of those things. It's really not that difficult to have one thing to talk about yeah. through all those options. And... um if she doesn't respond from that, I mean, that's just, you've done everything that you could have done and you just chalk it off as a loss and you move on to the next. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. So like, do you, um, have you ever, cause I've heard this from other guys uh, before. Have you ever gone or have you ever matched with a girl and then you go out with her and then it's just, just a total dud, like a, just a not not a connection or something like that? Yeah, that you thought you had over messages, let's say. Absolutely. I mean, that's what dating is, right? Like mm-hmm. you go and you try and meet someone, but who they are isn't necessarily who they were online. And, um, but that's the risk that you take. It's part of the game, right? Right. Do you have, um, what about, you were talking about pictures before. And I know this is a classic one where people have pictures of them when they, and they were at like their peak, like ten, like five years ago or something. Yeah. And then, and then you look at them now, and then it's like, oh, and you know, I mean, that's kind of where I am, because you know, I was telling you this just uh, earlier today. I, uh, I'm trying to lose about 10, 15 pounds, right, to get to my most comfortable. Oh my God! Don't knock the desk, man. <laughs> to get to my most comfortable, sexy weight, I call it the sexy weight of 180 pounds, ladies. So, um, so like, technically, all my pictures from, I don't know. My get my best pictures were back from 2017, 2018, because that was that was when I was at, I had the peak, peak weight. I was at the peak of my my sexual prowess. You know, I I I looked the best. I had the fade going with the lines. You know, the lines I'm talking about and everything. All right. 
but uh, uh, if I took pictures now, if I showed pictures now, you know, you could probably see just a little bit of little bit of love handles on the side, you know, a little bit of uh, extra fat going around, right? And see, I don't know, if that's that's probably not attractive, right? I mean, um, I mean, mind you, I I've seen girls with hot, 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 hot girls, just the hottest girls you've ever seen, with guys that are just kind of average, and I'm like, that gives me hope, though. That really does, because that means, oh, you don't have to be a super jack guy, right, to go date them, right? I mean, but what, what do you think? Do you think they like, you know, do you think most girls like you to be kind of jacked or something? Or do you think you can get away with a kind of a dad-ish body, kind of halfway in between dad body and, ha- and, and jacked kind of right in the middle, you know? Yeah, um, what I would say to that, I think uh, it's, it's a bit of both. I think girls like the fact that you're, uh, taking care of yourself that's the big thing mm-hmm. and the second thing that no one really talks about is the confidence you gain from working on yourself and improving yourself mm-hmm. uh, just as a man and weight training and building your body to you know the potential that i can get to um y- you get a lot of confidence from that uh mm-hmm. you feel good about yourself you start you you maintain standards for yourself and that kind of overflows into other areas of your life, uh, including dating. Um, you know, you start to you start to see this is the standard I have for myself, and if someone else is going to come into my life, you know, it, they also have to have some standard for themselves. So, um, you know, it's going to be a if you do find a partner, it's going to be one where you're pushing each other to be, you know, the best that you can be, kind of thing. Okay. I don't want to read too deep into it, but... Uh... No, please. There's no limits here, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're holding back a little. There's no limits. Because <laughs> you know why? No one listens to this anyway, so <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. But um, what about that, that, that classic um, topic of looks versus personality? What do you think? Do you value them equally or do you value one over the other? I think for me, there's a baseline. Um, mm-hmm. to be completely transparent here, mm-hmm. there's a baseline for the looks. And then once the looks are there, that's cool. Uh, the personality kind of ha- hammers it home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be maybe when I was younger, when I was like first year university, 18, like looks is all I need. That's all I need. I don't <laughs> care about personality. I'll, I'll just take the looks. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, we're older, we're a bit more mature. Um, you have to really enjoy. Not only do you have to, you know, enjoy spending time and hanging out with them, like you have to get along. And mm-hmm. so um, you, you take more into account uh, how the other person's, how they carry themselves, uh, what their personality is like, and do you guys even mesh? That's uh, some key things to think about. Okay. Yeah, because I, I will say for myself personally, I used to think that it was supermodel or nothing right for me like that's that was the only girl I would accept as a supermodel and then I realized that was when I was still a virgin obviously right and now (laughs) now you know I realize no I mean personally I like tasting all the spices if you catch my drift you know what I'm saying but um but um yeah but then I realized you know there's not always it's not all about looks right because there can be some like really hot girls for instance and then they have you'd start talking to them and then, I don't know, just the personality's not there. There's just nothing there, really, like intellectually, yeah, kind sure. of. And, you, and it kind of just, for me, it kind of just, you know, turns me off almost. Is that fair to say, you know? Yeah, I think that's definitely fair to say. You, you see, there are 
very often like sometimes when you're you know you're talking with someone at a party and you know you, you obviously are talking with them because you have some sort of attraction whatever um but then you start feeling that attraction waning as soon as they open their mouth <laughs> and it's like okay I'm, I'm losing brain cells as we go along <laughs> here so um yeah i think we've all been there yeah for sure well i guess we're we're moving along um kind of kind of quickly here i mean i think uh i think it's you know it's it might be kind of good that we're moving quick because uh, it is freaking hot do you agree I think we should cover as many topics as we can. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I mean, actually, this this uh, second part of this, which we'll dive into, is actually kind of personal preferences in terms of ethnicities of uh, of girls, let's say. And because this is one thing that I've seen, um, in you will see it in Canada um, more than in other countries, let's say. Uh, but in Canada, you know, you see a lot of um, mixed mixed race. I would say same with actually when I was living in France, I would say there's a, there's actually quite a bit of uh, mixed race because I think they're more open to it too. So you know, you'd see the white girl with the black guy, or black girl with white guy, but usually it's the first one, right? And uh, we all know why, right? Why a white girl wants a black guy? Do you want to say it or should I? You can go ahead. I don't know. Me, me it's for the big dicks. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, but for you, um, being of you know Asian uh, ethnicity or race, let's say, um, what do you um, find yourself more attracted to? one type of race of, of girls or do you kind of like the taste um, all of the spices uh, like, kind of like I said earlier for myself? Yeah, well, when I think of dating, um, I think of uh, I think of us all as one. Uh, I don't really think about the races and who we are. It's, you know, do I like the person uh, first and foremost? Um, when I think about uh, what, where I grew up and the environment I grew up in, I think that carries a huge role into the choices that I make today mm -hmm. um, and I think everyone that's listening to this can relate to that is whether you know it consciously or you it's subconscious a lot of the choices that you make today are because of the choices that you made when you were younger um, mm -hmm. and the environment that you were surrounded in so what you saw growing up is probably a lot of what you are seeing right now Okay. And like, um, do you remember when, when we were growing up, um, uh, what did, what did we see? Was it, um, kind of, uh, more white, white and white or was it, um, yeah, I'd say the demographic was definitely more white. Mm -hmm. Um, we came from white rock BC. So yeah. a lot of, uh, it's in the name of, for God's uh, sake, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's where we grew up and I feel like, uh, that's all we've, we've ever known so it's um, what we're used to i mean what um what do you think about uh university did you start to see um kind of more um diversity let's say in terms of the dating game or yeah absolutely it was uh it was nice because when i went to university um i i guess it was a nice confidence boost to to know that i was able to you know, I was attracted to other girls that weren't necessarily just from one particular race. It was, uh, um, 
yeah, it was a nice diverse mix. And um, it, it's nice to have those experiences with all these different girls. Now I sound like a player. I should, no, it's I should not have it's said fine, that. Man. It's okay, man. I think it's I think it's nice to have those experiences. Um and I, especially at that time of age where we were at, it was it was like if I don't do this now, I don't know if I'll have another opportunity to do it again. Yeah. So, you know, you I live with the choices that I made and I'm happy that I made them. I don't have any regrets and um I had fun doing it, so I'm I'm sure everyone's happy in the end of the process. So, oh, of course. Well, I, I mean, I re- it really took me um going going to Europe, for instance, for myself personally to see the diversity in um relationships and everything, and what could be um, for instance, my boss um was actually dating a I would consider her a Latina. I mean, I think she was she was from some Spanish. Spanish-speaking country. I don't know if it was Spain or somewhere in South South America or something, but um, yeah, uh, I saw that as well as uh, some of the um, some girls I knew um, who I did want to have sex with, um, but they were they had a boyfriend already. One of them actually, she was very cute. I must say, very cute. But she had a what? <laughs> Here, uh, let me take this topic somewhere else. I think you'll be interested in, and okay. all your listeners would be li- interested in as well. Okay. I think one thing that one everyone is going to face once they get back mm-hmm. uh, from post-COVID times is going to the bars and what's your move? Are you going to talk to people? Are you going to sit there in the corner with your beer in your head? What are you going to do? Because people haven't been talking to people for, for you know over a year, right? You're not allowed to go up to anyone, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think... Uh, once b- the bars and the clubs open up and you don't have to rely as much on these dating apps as you normally do and one huge advantage of meeting a girl at a bar or a club is that you can show who you truly are right away right. instantly the girl gets a feel and gets to know who you are um just from the way you approach her the way you talk to her the vibe that you give off, it's much more real than it would be from talking to someone on an app. And for but, all you know, they're just a stranger. Well, but from my experience, you know, this is why, this is why I think dating has gone to these, um, to online primarily nowadays is because in my experience, when I go to the, to the bar or something, and if I approach a girl, let's say that I, that I like and think is cute and everything, She's always with a couple of her girlfriends, and then you know, but but they they dress up so um, how do you say provocative and sexy and everything. They dress to be seen, right? And of course, I see them. I notice them with my two big eyes and everything, and I I go up to them. But then uh, they just um, give you the cold shoulder and everything, and their girlfriends protect them anyway. So like, how, how are we supposed to do this nowadays? Yeah. So that's another good question. I've from what I've noticed mm-hmm. is when you're at a bar or you're a club. Who who do you think primarily makes the first move? The guy. N- not not really. What what are you talking about? So, from my experience, it's usually the girl that gives some sort of subtle sign that it's up to the guy to pick up on. So, it but could, is that really the first move or anything? You can call it the first move. You don't want to call it the first move. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's a clue 
that the girl's going to give you if she's interested in wanting to talk to you. So it could be an, as simple and as quick as a one-second glance in your direction, looking you in the eye, and that's your clue to talk to her. Okay. What you've experienced with the girls that are dressed to the tens and you know giving you the cold shoulder, that's all because why? You approach them with no... There's been no clue. There's been no sign that they wanted to talk to you. Okay. That's why you're getting rejected from them is because they were never interested to begin with. But mm-hmm. if you're there at the club, trust me, every single girl is aware of their surroundings and they're aware of every guy at the club. Okay. I see. What I would say to make sure that you know is just keep your eye out for girls that either glance at your direction or they bump into you whatever it is they stand too close just be aware and keep your eyes open and alert to make sure that you're picking up on the clues usually it's going to be very quick it's literally going to be half a second Mm -hmm. or it could be a millisecond and Mm -hmm. if you don't pick on it that pick up on it that's your loss and you're gonna have to take that so most times girls give the first move whether people admit it or not that's how i've seen it yeah oh okay well that's interesting interesting information do i have a pen and paper here i need to write this down you should write this down from the master maybe they call jeffrey sue yeah but um, girls do give the invitation for you to talk to them is that true yeah it will be a quick glance it'll be standing too close to you it'll be uh, a bump into you on accident Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, or for example, let's say that you, you first walk into the bar here. The girl's on the dance floor, you're by the bar rail. And five minutes later, she's moved from the dance floor to halfway closer to you by the bar rail. And you've seen a progression of her moving closer and closer to you. Right. That is a sign. She's not going to come all the way over from the dance floor all the way to where you are. That would be too obvious. Mm-hmm. She would maybe come halfway, maybe three quarters, and it's up to you to close the deal. She still wants to see that you have the balls to approach her. So pick up your balls and fucking make a move. <laughs> pick up my balls. I like that expression. And, and, and walk over there and, and talk to her. And I, I know a lot of people that you know sometimes struggle talking to girls. Um, and making that move to talk to a girl. I know it's very in- intimidating because I've been there before. And uh, one thing that I always do personally is I always give myself three seconds. Okay. I count to three in my head. I get comfortable in those three seconds with the worst case scenario. So I think about what the worst case scenario might be if I talk to this girl. Most of the times she just says no and that's the end of it and that would be the worst case scenario so once i get comfortable with that i count to three one two three and then i go talk to her i don't give myself a second chance to overthink the situation i have to walk on three whether i like it or not okay i just do it once the three hits i'm going um do you ever count to three and then you come up and then you just stutter and like "Uh, oh shit yeah well um Funny thing is, when I was coming back on my flight from uh, Vancouver to Toronto, mm-hmm. 
um, there was this Latino girl sitting next to me. Oh, I love Latinos. Latinas, excuse me. Yes. And uh, I thought she was very cute. And we all had our face masks on and I wanted to talk to her, but I didn't think we'd be able to have a conversation given the mm -hmm. fact we had our masks on. And so um, it was kind of freaking me out because, you know, I didn't know how the conversation would go and I right. was starting to overthink things. So in that moment, I just did the thing that I had mentioned earlier is just count to three. One, two, three. I tapped her on the shoulder. We started having a conversation and boom, we ended up linking up later that day. Um, it was, it was flawless. She loved the fact that I, you know, had the guts to approach her and, um, she was very much appreciative of that entire interaction and okay. she expressed her, like her interest and how happy she was that, you know, we got to meet each other and, you know, it, it's crazy. Like you take three seconds of you being uncomfortable and think about how your next month is going to be super comfortable. So just think of it that way. Long, Short-term pain for some long-term gain. Okay. Man, you're coming up with all these expressions that I, I really like. I got to remember all these. Well, I'll listen to this back in post-production anyway. Yeah, you can rewind this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's, oh, that's some good advice. I mean, it just... You know, the, 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 the problem I'm having is that this advice seems all like, or this, uh, these experiences that you're sharing all seem like very lucky or ideal, like for, for someone like me, because I, you know, my, in my life, I've had a lot of bad luck in terms of this, like this, you know, if I could just do that all the time, you know, count to three, one, two, three, go and talk and everything. A lot of times you're like, uh, why are you talking to me? Uh, go away. No, no, no. I'm just, on my, I'm just trying to listen to music. Excuse me. Sorry. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think one thing you really need to take into account here is you have to change your approach. The, okay. the girls that you're approaching cannot be girls that have not given you any interest. Okay. Yeah. Girls as people always say that guys make the first move. I don't believe that. I believe that girls make the first move and it's always super subtle. And it's on you as a man to pick up on those cues. If you don't pick up on it, that's again, your loss. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you want to improve your bad luck, start talking to girls that have interest in you. Okay. Well, see, in, in, in my life, that's why I loved I loved Europe so much, and that's because it was very clear that honestly, girls can make the first move, and like I'm talking literally, not just this subtle <laughs> glance, you know. Oh, I'm looking at you for two seconds. Okay, oh, sorry, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look away now. No, it was it was really they would actually come up to you and say, "Hey, I like you," um, or like I think you're 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 a good looking man. Um, do you want to get a beer after this or something? It's like, yeah, hell yeah, I do, of course. You know, and that's that's how I got a a, a couple of girls because they actually approached me, but like actually approaching me, not this subtle glance thing that North Americans do. Um, I don't know. Have have you ever experienced this in your life? Like, have you been have you been to Europe before? I can't. Remember. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely agree. That's nice that girls approach you and like they. It's ask very you. neutral the playing field, right? For sure. They it's a different, completely different culture there. Exactly. But um, I mean, us complaining and bitching about how it is over here isn't going to change the way that things are. Exactly. So well, that's why I want to move over there, to be honest. Yeah, I um, mean, it, if if you're the type of person that would like want to live over there, for sure, by all means, that's what you should be doing. 
Um, but yeah, the way that things are over here, it's you either adapt to survive or, or you die. I mean, that's just the way that things are. So, um, yeah, don't really have like no offense, but like, I feel like you can't really be a bitch about it. You, you mm. have to, you know, up, uh, change your approach and adapt to the way things are over here. And then, you know what, you're probably going to come out a stronger man out of it by the end of the day. So it, okay. I think you'll be happy that, you know, you've changed in a way for the better, but then you also have that luxury when you go to Europe that like, Hey, this is the way things are over here. And I can just sit back and chill. But if you can have both sides of the spectrum where you're cool and comfortable with the North American side, and then you're going to Europe and then you're cool and comfortable, you have the European side, you know, um, it's only going to make you more, uh, a better person at the end of the day. Mm, okay. Look at this. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast. I don't know what's happened to this podcast. We're getting so deep in like, in like uh, advice and everything, you know? I mean, because you know what I have written down on the screen right here? This is one of the topics. Um, I was going to ask, you know, does, do you think girls think that size matters? <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn it right around here. 180 here. I think... Um... Okay, since you're the podcast host, we'll go with this. Exactly. But uh, we'll do one of these. You have no choice. We'll have, do one of these questionable topics, and then we'll move on to the next. <laughs> um, I do believe that girls care more about what you're doing with it. Than... Thank you. Oh my god, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to the next topic. No, nothing more to say. No. <laughs> I think I've already said that everything that needs to be said here. Oh, okay. Um. What about this? Um, I guess this doesn't really have to be your personal, because I, I don't want you to, to share things that you're not comfortable with or anything, but do you think, in general, most guys prefer clean-shaven, airstrip, or full bush? I can't speak on that topic. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Okay, well, that's fine because I'm, I'm, I'm more than comfortable with sharing what I think. Clean-shaven, for sure. For sure. If we're sexual relations, I mean, come on. Um, you know, it's just like, it's just like, you know, this is, this is one thing. When I, when I um, you know, was dating, was dating uh, my, or actually when I had my girlfriends, let's say, both of them were clean-shaven and I clean-shaved clean shaved yeah myself as well because it's it's just more more clean and more more um presentable more likable more tasteful i don't i don't know um yeah i think that's a conversation you have with someone uh that's your partner and you know um uh, you still are respectful of their decision of what they want to, to do with their body at the end of the mm -hmm. day so yeah you're entitled to your opinion of what you like but uh um, at the end of the day, the girl gets to do, or the guy gets to do what they want with their own body. Hmm. Okay. So I guess, uh, Jeff, with the advice you've been given about, you know, girls making the first move, looking at you, um, do you think that's more applicable or more easy to pick up on, let's say, in a bar or a club? Because a club has a lot of noise and a lot of uh, energy going on and everything a lot of people where a bar that's more sociable and everything you know might be a little easier to pick up on yeah you know, you know this is yeah 
So I would do believe a bar is probably the better place for you to pick up on those things. Um, it's more quiet and you can actually be in tune with what's going around on around you. And also, you're not getting as drunk as you are at a club where you're dancing right. your ass off. And therefore, you can be more aware of your surroundings given the fact that you're not as drunk as you right. would be at a club. Um, what I would also say, though, is I think I think it's important for men to realize that when you go to the bar in the club, go there to have a good time for yourself. Don't go there with the it's this is going to sound super counterintuitive is don't go there with the mindset to pick up girls. Okay. The reason for this is girls can pick up on everything. They can they're like bloodhounds. They can smell desperation. They can mm. smell thirstiness so don't be reeking of any of that stuff when you go to the bar or the club you go there for yourself to have a good time with your buddies and kick kick the shit and you know do what you want to do um at the end of the day um if you go home and you talk with a girl whatever that's just the cherry on top but that cannot be the main focus of why you're there just just enjoy yourself Make that your priority and enjoy the time that you're spending uh, with the people around you. Um, that would be the biggest piece of advice I would have when it comes to like going out to a nightclub or, or the bars. Mm, okay. What about, um, what about mm, the years you think is necessary in a relationship before popping that important question of marriage let's say what about that do you think um you think it's more i don't know the marriage will have better chance of lasting if you are just boyfriend and girlfriend for you know more than three years more than five years or or what or do you think after one year you could just know like some people just oh i'm gonna we're gonna get married and that's gonna be that what about you? Yeah, honestly, I haven't been in a relationship in a, uh, like a serious one in quite some time. I th I think, yeah, uh, someone had asked me uh, whether or not when you get into a relationship that automatically means that like you're going to be seeing them uh, as potential marriage material and all that. And honestly, I've always just lived in the moment. When I'm in a relationship with someone, I don't think about where this is going until the time comes for it to happen so let's say i'm on my first month of my relationship with x person i'm thinking about how things are going in the moment i'm not thinking about are we getting married in three years are we getting married in five i'm not thinking about that okay. in, in fact i think that can be detrimental to your relationship if you start putting pressures of expectations of where things need to be or where they should be and you're going to be very disappointed when things don't land in the time frame that you've set for what you've intended. So, yeah, I always would just say live in the moment, see what happens. And, you know, if you get married in like three years or four years, that's great. But uh, you shouldn't have some sort of deadline. Of uh, otherwise, you can be rash to make uh, decisions that you might regret going forward. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean that's uh, sound advice because I, I yeah I think I think you you hit the nail on that one. Um, 
because just bringing it back to a more more level that I can talk about um, for me in my experience with uh, with relationships and everything the more it seems like the more I try the more I put the effort um, into let's say meeting a girl talking to her and trying to you know start something with her the more I, the more I fail right yeah. and that's kind of uh, for me why you know it kind of just it's just a, a downer you know and that's why I realized actually it always comes from me when I'm least expecting it like like good things in romantically do you do you find that to be true or what yeah absolutely I think when you don't put pressure for things to happen and both sides kind of have this approach where they're really chill and they're just happy to see where things go that's when the best things happen um i've had experiences where uh there's been expectation of where things need to be at a certain time and i actually find that has a negative impact on the ability for the relationship or whatever you have going to flourish mm, okay so we've been talking a lot about guys approaching girls what about girls approaching guys what do you think guys can do as a as a whole to make girls approach us let's say so i think the number one way um is obviously have what girls are all looking for in every guy it's confidence uh, just exude confidence in whatever the, you're doing um whether you're talking to someone um, at a park or just like at your sporting event or at the bar or the club, just exude like, I belong here. This is what I'm here for tonight. And I know why I'm here. Um, just be super grounded in who you are and your purpose for that night. And I think it's just not even appealing just to girls, but to guys and everyone around you like people want to be around someone that is very positively charged and so honestly has overall good vibes so be that guy that people love to talk to people enjoy talking to and people love hanging around and uh that's all gonna work in your favor pre-selection pre-selection hmm. okay well that's good good advice from dr jeff here um, really appreciate that. What should girls expect from a first date, do you think, from a guy? Do you think um, they should expect us to take them to dinner and a movie or just drinks or just coffee or what? What do you think uh, they should expect from, from us guys? Yeah, I, I think you're almost framing the question the wrong way here. Uh, that, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I, I, I think there, girls don't normally come into a first date with any expectation. If they do come to a first date with you expecting them to take them to uh, Jacob's Steakhouse or STK, <laughs> you're probably with the wrong girl. Okay. So what I would first and foremost say is I don't like investing or over investing on my first date if i did do a sdk or jacobs on my first date every single time i i'd be broke by the end of the fifth date so i think it's important to realize that you do what works best for you and that for many people is going to be 
a coffee date. Something short, quick, and sweet. Um, you kind of have to read the room and understand where and what the other person wants. If the person on the other side is looking for, let's say, they want something casual, then you obviously are not going to be taking them out to a dinner date. You're obviously going to do something that's, you know, maybe closer to your place so you can make something happen and think of the logistics once whatever you're doing is done. So it could be a park, you could be uh, drinks at the park, it could be like a patio, whatever, something short and sweet. Uh, whereas something maybe you're thinking more long-term, um, has long-term potential, you might do like a coffee date on the first date. Just talk to them, get to know them for an hour. Um, that's the whole point of the first date is just to get to know the other person. And after the first date, then you can do something a bit more, um, get a, a bit more invested. So you could take them out for, um, you know, like another patio drink and then do ice cream at the end of it. Um, I think girls can really appreciate when you take them to multiple places. So it almost feels like there's two dates happening in the span of one date. So um, that, that's something that's always fun uh, is you take them to one place and then you end up somewhere else. Let's say you take them to the park in in the late evening and then afterwards you go to shoot pool down down the hall. So it's it's those things like that where you know you're kind of spontaneous and you're hard to predict that you know can make you even more attractive. Oh, okay. Because I've heard, I've heard um, that sometimes coffee date might be giving off a little bit too much of a friendly, friendly vibe. It's not uh, serious enough um, for a first date. Like it has to be minimum, you know alcoholic drinks or dinner or something do you agree with that or no i don't agree with that because what if you don't like drinking what if drinking is not your thing true you can't force someone to drink mm-hmm. um let's say dinner let's say okay well, what was the question with dinner <clears throat> well coffee a coffee date might be a little too um a little too uh friendly and not like a romantic uh, i don't know uh might be it's like like friends have coffee, you know, where where dates have dinner. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Well, think about it this way. Um, on the first date or first time you're meeting up, are you really dating them? Really on the first date, you don't know who they are yet. Mm-hmm. You don't even know if you want to date them yet. Yeah. You're still figuring that out. So, from that perspective, a coffee date should be perfectly fine. You don't even know if you like them, right? Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. Well, when do you think in a relationship, let's say, now you've been dating her for, you've been dating for, I don't know, X number of months, you guys consider yourself girlfriend and boyfriend. When do you think, because I've never gotten to this point personally in one of my relationships, when do you think is the right time to let's say, go on a trip together? Because I, I think that's a, that's a big uh, step in a relationship, no? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the answer to this is you'll just know. Um, you'll know when the right time is. Okay. Y- you'll be in that relationship and putting your time and your energy and your money all to like planning a trip, it, that, that's not something to be taken lightly. That's almost at the point where you're 
you're definitely official at some point. Like you've really taken that next step forward and you're ready to spend time with each other in a prolonged period of time. It's not just coming over to hang out for 12 hours and then you're, you're gone the next day. No, you're literally spending an entire weekend or an entire week together. And that's when you really get to know each other. Mm, okay. Yeah, no, I think that's true because a lot of times, you know, you see couples fighting on vacation or whatever, or families, let's say, fighting on vacation. So what about this with couples? We're going through all the stages now of a relationship. What about when, do you think it's the same mentality applies, like you know when you know when you have to move, when you move in together? Yeah, that's a really tricky one, Misha. I feel like a lot of people have felt that uh, moving in together is the right thing to do. I've always been a huge proponent for not moving in together. Um, I've, from what I've witnessed from my peers and my friends is that you honestly have a huge chance of having your relationship fall apart just because you moved in together. And the argument has been, okay, like this is going to be our time to figure out whether we can last or not. But why would you put that unnecessary pressure on yourself to, to see whether or not it can test the limits of living together to, to actually put your relationship? Why would you even put yourself in that position to begin with? Um, well, I mean, because you need to... You know, sometimes you you love the person so much, but uh, living to them was just a, it's just a bitch. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I think what people are trying to get at is we should be living together under the same roof, even though we're not necessarily ready for it yet. And there's an argument that, okay, we need to try. We need to at least try. And my perspective is there's no nece- necessity to put yourself through that because you can have serious harmful effects to your relationship where you end up splitting apart because you were never ready in the first place. So, you know, there's there's relationships and marriages out there where they still live in separate houses. Right. I'm not saying that that's something I'd con- like seriously consider in the future, but that goes to show like if people can live in separate places and still keep a marriage working, that's goes to show you don't have to live in, under the same roof there's lots of play or marriages where you live under the same roof and then you end up getting divorced so really is there a perfect formula but i mean the the marriages where they live uh, in separate houses though don't you think that's kind of like a little unnatural i mean what about the what about if they have a kid and stuff right i mean uh daddy lives with you mommy doesn't or mommy lives with you daddy doesn't but they're married still and they love each other and they have sex and all this stuff like what yeah well you know, it's very interesting. I, I would love to understand and see whether or not a relationship or marriage would be able to be sustained if you didn't live under the same roof. What I can definitely attest to is when I was in a relationship and I was doing long distance, Yeah, it actually made me more attracted to the person. The oh. fact that you almost want what you can't have and you do you get to really appreciate that other person it's in those moments where they're not around that you can appreciate them the most um the way that i've heard other people say it is you know music 
wouldn't be music without the pauses in between each note. So that's the same way with relationships. You need time apart to fully appreciate what you have. And I, I truly believe in that. But do you think it's too tempting for people when they're in long-distance relationships, let's say, to kind of uh, lose interest in the person and then eventually realize, oh, and, oh there's, there's other uh, girls or guys here that you know, I'm attracted to. I'm just going to hook up with them and, and then, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, of, of course, there are those uh, side factors of like other relationships or other interests that you might pursue. But then that just goes to show that person probably wasn't right for you in the pers- first place. Because if they were, they would be able to withstand any of those other side interests that you might have they would that person would be able to withstand and you would know what the right thing to do in that situation is and that would be to stay loyal to the person that you have in front of you Mm. see me I'm, i'm maybe it's my pessimistic side coming out but i feel like long distance relationships never never work at least the ones i've seen they they never they never end up working as much as i hope that they do Right, because the two people are great together, right? Um, so I don't know. I just have this different perspective on it. Like I just think, um, I don't know. Long distance just doesn't work, you know. Um, I totally agree. I don't think long distance relationships work either, and that's why I would never recommend it to anyone. <laughs> I mean, only you know. But you were saying, like, I guess you know, long distance just for a certain amount of time to appreciate, to realize how much you appreciate them, right? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think long. Like, I'm not saying people should be doing long-distance relationships. I, I think eventually someone's going to have to move to the other person's city, 100%. Right. Um, but I also believe that it, it's in those times when you're dating someone and you're not talking to them and you don't get to see them, that's when you actually start developing more feelings and more attraction towards that person. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right, well... I actually uh, think uh, you had really good words there of, of wisdom and advice, even though they were, we're the same age. But, uh, you know, I feel like you just gave me wisdom. I don't know what it is. But uh, you could be my dad, dude. No, <laughs> no but anyway, um, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, it's been a long time to get this, org- get this organized and get this, this, uh, this uh, episode happening. So, but hey, thank you so much for coming on. And I just want to take this this time at the end here to let you promote yourself. You know, you know, like they do in Hot Ones. You know, with Sean Evans or yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot Ones. You know, tell on, them you know, what you got going on. This camera, this camera, this camera. Except we don't have cameras, so just <laughs> tell them what you want, what you got going on. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm J E F F dot H S U. I don't have Twitter, but uh, I'm on Instagram, so follow me there. All right, and I will post that uh, in the in the description for, for people as well. But, um, yeah, well, with that, with that, uh, being said, thanks Jeff for coming on. Uh, really appreciate, appreciate you being here. And, um, hopefully my next guest is as wise and, uh, good with their words as you are, um, and intelligent as you are. I really appreciate it. So thank you once again. Uh, do you want to say bye to everyone? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, talk to you guys later. I hope to be back soon. So hopefully Misha gives me another go here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, dude. I will. So without further ado, this was the Evening Q. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Ciao.